0: Hi folks and thanks for listening to the Tortoise Shack Podcast. This is the moment you don't like but I have to do. If you're listening, if you enjoy, if you get something out of these podcasts, please give something back. When we say we've no ads, no sponsors, no other way of keeping these mics on, we actually mean it. So if you could, if you could just click the link on the podcast that you're listening to right now that says patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack. And check out the levels and see if there's something in there that you think you're happy to chip in once a month. It's probably the price of a cheap cup of coffee nowadays, unfortunately, inflation being what it is. But it keeps these mics on and conversations going. And we hate to ask, but we have no other way of keeping the show on the road. We absolutely rely on you there's a lot of work goes into this it's as we often say rory Pepp points out all the time that it is activism as well as just a podcast platform and we like to think that a lot of people get something out of it we just need a few of you to chip in and give something back please 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 one more time patreon.com forward slash tortoise i won't delay any further enjoy the conversation i had with patrick Costello. now of the greens again talk to you soon Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves and I am back solo. Martin, get well soon, pal. Good to good to talk to you yesterday. Hope you are feeling a little bit better today. Um, and I am absolutely go- not going to delay, folks. We've been delighted. We've had some good news of late. We've had good news. I know... We cover events obviously across the tortoise shack in different areas of the world. You you may have heard a conversation I had with Maite um, Gueto from Brazil about Lula's uh, election and hopeful hope for change. We've been covering what's been happening in Colombia. We've been covering some of the things that have kind of given people hope. And I will profess to my. Uh, to, to to my guest who who is Patrick Costello, and I'm I'm going to say, of the Green Party and currently on the of, on the naughty step, um, that I was not optimistic when we were going into this day uh, yesterday, as it was the the Supreme Court's judgment on CETA. So if anybody's you know if you've been living under a rock, CETA was the comprehensive economic and trade agreement uh, that that the EU did with Canada, and in this, in in a sense we wanted to implement this. And Patrick. I put it to you, and if, if listeners are unaware, you didn't challenge the free trade agreement. You challenged the idea of we have to ask the question: Is a parallel legal system constitutional? We spoke about this. I think we've done about six or seven podcasts at this stage about it. But you, want First of all, congratulations! And we did edit out. Patrick came in singing "We Are the Champions." I cut that out for you, or off your benefit. Yeah. Uh, did you leave it out? Sorry. Yeah. But but nonetheless. So, first of all, congratulations! You took the case. You've done the state some service, in my opinion. Just give us the kind of quick where where it's where it started, why you did it, and how you feel now that that it's that that part of it is is now over.
1: Okay. So, look, as you say, CETA is it's a mixed agreement. There are trade elements. There's then the investor court elements. So, the trade elements are already in place, essentially. And they've been had provisional implementation since 2017. So all the good things about loading, lowering trade barriers, lowering tariffs, all of that sort of stuff is already in place. So, you know, they are beneficial and we're getting the benefit of them already. It's the second half, the investor court system that I was concerned about. And this was essentially creating a new course. Uh, for multinational companies, for investors outside of our own constitution. And like way back when, in the 70s, there was a famous case called Crossey, which is the reason we have to have referendums anytime there's a new European treaty, which other European countries don't have to do. So that was around... The power without getting, I'm trying not to get too technical here, but karate is essentially around the power of the state to give away some of its sovereignty. And the court said, no, 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 because the sovereignty doesn't belong to the government. It belongs to the people. And if you're going to do that, you need to get, you need to seek the consent of the people. And this is why we have all these referendums. And for me, I kept looking at this and I kept thinking, look, we have all these European referendums including setting up the court's just the European union, we had a referendum on the international criminal court. You know, we had it, we, the government have clearly said we need a referendum to create a unified patent court. Mm-hmm. Why is this different? And that was a point that no one could give me a reasonable answer to. And it was at that, that. That was the, 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 the thing that I started at and was looking into and went and sought my own legal advice on. And, and from that other things develop, so it's not just the courts, but it's also the the, the power to make legislation. So the Iraq, the constitution says only the Iraqis can make legislation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the CETA joint committee by setting the rules that these court uses is essentially making legislation. You know, so that was part of our concern as well. That became part of the case, mm-hmm. um, and the court. You know, yesterday held that yes. CETA would be ratifying it as it is now would be a transfer of the power of the courts to another body outside of the European Union, excuse me, outside of the Irish constitution. And I think, you know, it's worth worth taking a brief pause and saying, look, there are lots of times we do that and it's very beneficial for us. The International Criminal Court is a very positive thing. You know, I, I voted yes in that referendum. I've no problem with that. You know, the courts of justice in the European Union have been positive for Ireland. So, you know, it's not necessarily implicit, implicitly bad, but these particular courts and investor courts in general are a huge problem. For all mm-hmm. sorts of reasons, and look, you've done a dozen podcasts on these, so you know the one with Alice Mary is very good, and goes uh, yeah, into- I, 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 and yeah. she
0: goes and absolutely Alice Mary does a fabulous breakdown. It's I, I tweeted it out again last night, and she she <laughs> explains the 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 issues that we should we we all should have, in, in yeah. terms of wondering about that, and more importantly, the Supreme Court shared that kind of concern when when yeah. they parsed it. that's 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 what's happened here now exactly but but hang on
1: there, i think it's important to also say then there was the second part of the mm-hmm. supreme court judgment where they held that we could fix it so yeah. it's not constitutional as it stands but they said you can change the arbitration act and that would fix it. and look if you want, we can fall down that rabbit hole. This is going to be an incredibly legal, complex thing. Uh, just as Hogan deals with it, I tried to read through the judgment yesterday. It's, there are seven judges and um, they've made set. Each one has made a judgment mm-hmm. once over 500 pages. You know, there's a lot of very deep technical stuff in here and um, in relation to to, to fixing us. Yeah. And the long, the short version is it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Like, when it, when when courts have thrown out things saying they're unconstitutional, before we can rush through legislation, um, and fix it so to speak, but this is because of the knock-on consequences with international other international treaties. It's not going to be an easy fix. So I think now is the time to just slow everything down.
0: I got to come in and say I actually agree hundred percent what you've just said because in these judgments there's a lot to imp- impick, and it was I'm going again. These are my words. I thought it was kind of uh ungracious of of members of the government to come straight out and went well we're gonna go and go gung-ho for these these changes you can't it's not that simple you simp- like the court has outlined its judgment you have to digest that you have to read it you have to see what it means you have to see what legislative changes and whether or not people will agree with them you also have to be cognizant and I put it to you as someone who's ta- taken the case that there's still an a, a case by Lynn Boylan. Uh, Senator Lynn Boylan, that, that, that is is outstanding in relation to issues uh, around CETA as well. All of these things we're out there right now mean, and, and the, obviously the alternative is a referendum, and they don't, uh, like, referendums traditionally are an opportunity to give the government a kick up the arse, right? <laughs> so they start one nil down. They start one nil down, Patrick, and that's just, that's the way it goes. So if they come into this... They would really need to, to to put up a good thing and in the week that was and i mean this that we this is investor courts folks are for multinational companies to be able to have kind of a parallel court system where they can look after the rights of their of of business and trade in at in the same week we've seen complaints made about tech companies breaching employee laws in ireland employment protection laws in ireland True or untrue, it doesn't matter. That'll be a matter for the WRC as we as we as we roll on. I don't under. I, I think the court of public opinion was absolutely a lot of people yesterday. was shocked. Me said wasn't aware of Ceda, but well done, Patrick Costello. You must have seen all these messages going. Wasn't re- but well done. People woke up to it on uh, after that judgment. It just shows how we sleepwalk into these things sometimes. And you were I correct think, to take that.
1: I think another example. I think another example that ties in with a lot of the stuff you guys talk about in the podcast is housing. And, you know, there's a huge number of the real estate investment trusts in this country that are Canadian based and Canadian companies. So any move in relation to rent controls, for example, or or rent legislation or tenants rights or these kind of things. Could find themselves dragged in front of these investor courts, yep. you know. So I think it's not. Well, my, a lot of my focus and examples were on the environmental aspects. It affects workers' rights. It affects tenants' rights. It affects all these, the you know, housing rights, all these other things too. So I think it's if you know, could, it is it is a very
0: broad. If com- we cha- if we change security of tenure, and that was seen to have an implication on yield returns that they that they had factored in, we could end up. In a, in, a, in in court. That's, that's that's the truth. Yes, theoretically,
1: in front of, in front of these ICSs, Yes, yeah, yes. So, but so again, again, like part of this was also about, yeah, you know, this was essentially about our own constitution as well, and and just the integrity of of the Irish courts. Like we've been very lucky in this country in terms of our courts. In terms of our judiciary, you know, and I think we saw that yesterday as well. And I was very quick to say thank you to the judges, including the judge of the high court who found against me, hmm. because I think there was a level of independence and dedication and professionalism that shines through all of this. So I think that, you know, protecting that integrity of the courts and protecting access to the courts is really of fundamental importance.
0: Uh, can I say on a personal level that uh, obviously I've, we've covered this, as you said, probably about a dozen times. You've spoken to yourself several times. Um, taking on this was that your was that some great personal risk for yourself. Um, I know you're probably going to downplay it, but do you do you feel now that, like, I mean, the the there's a great clip that we have of a conversation me, you, and Martin had. And we ask a question, and I think you just go quiet for about 15 <laughs> seconds, you know, <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. But, but like, this is, this has been a very difficult situation. um, And for you, on a, on a, as a family, there was, you know, there, there was a lot at stake here beyond just, um, the political uh, aspects and 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 that so so you know the-
1: I think no well look there's a risk to anyone going to court. There's a risk of an adverse uh, cost order against you, and that's and and you know some of these elements are are still they're still uh, uh, to be decided. So I don't want to speak too much around my own mm. personal issue, but I just think that yeah, there are lots of ways in this country in which we need to either protect or improve access to justice, access to the courts, Um, you know. And I think we need to ensure that if people are taking a case of significant public importance, that they can do so with a, a fair amount of risk or as little amount of risk as possible.
0: And and I think okay, so you've been very diplomatic about that. But I will say that I thought it was uh, discourteous of the tarnished to-, to say that he hoped you you would be carrying the can for the costs on this, and and said the same at at a at a committee as well when um, Senator uh, Boylan had taken her case as well. So there there were some some of those issues. Again, I'm not I'm not asking you to comment on that, but I am I am saying that these are. You know, these are the public domain. These comments were made, and it was, I would say, be, to be kind, discourteous.
1: Well, I think they're just part of a whole much wider conversation around access to justice.
0: I yeah. Know. I know and obviously
1: some of these are still live before the court, so I think yeah. I will leave it there.
0: Um can I ask uh, though heading into this, you decided you took a stand, you 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 took it on. It was green and is actually remains green party policy, uh, as far as I'm aware. To to you know that CETA was not something that they supported, and then there was this you know catch all in the program for government that said uh, existing trade agreements. Is this now going to be a political football whereby the there's a second bite of the cherry? Do you do you think to to say well actually this was our this was our policy and now we've seen. The Supreme Court say, uh, at least press pause on this.
1: Okay, I, I I may sound like I'm splitting hairs, but I think you will be. But go on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look. I think first of all, the question before the Supreme Court was a legal question, a technical question: how we ratify CETA. Mm-hmm. Um. And that was held to be that it cannot be ratified by the Doll at the moment, but there is a possibility of how to to cure its unconstitutionality. The question of should we ratify CETA, that's a separate political question. And that wasn't before the court. So I think it's, you know, so so the courts were not talking about the question of should we, hmm. um, which is kind of what you were talking about now. So yeah. I think, I, you know, I do think... But no no I I, I, like, gonna, no, no, I no, no, I no no I, no, I, no 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 let me go on, finish. Go your on, point. You do go enough on. talking on this podcast. Come <laughs> <and listen laughs> <in. Go> on. <laughs> you know, and I think that's so 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 it's very important to 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 split those and to make you know so yes the court decided something yesterday, but the court's decision was a technical question, a legal question around our constitutional architecture, not around the merits of this treaty or of investor courts. Okay, okay and I yeah. I would still be of a position that I do not believe investor courts are something we should be signing up to.
0: And okay. I, I want to come in and say that immediately the narrative politically from from the people who were supporting it said, This is anti trade. Whereas that actually doesn't bear out when we've said, Oh, first of all, you I, I'm actually really delighted you framed it really well at the outset saying CETA is a mixed agreement because people too often, don't say that. They come in and they go on and they shout free trade. And if you therefore, if you're if you're asking questions, you're anti free trade. That's not the point here. But, but some
1: bear, of, bear in mind, trade isn't is an EU competence. There like, you go. This was just trade, like the Japanese trade agreement. It would be done entirely in Brussels, and we'd have no input into it here whatsoever. And you and, know, it would be the, the Commission and the Council doing
0: it. Yes, but I mean, there's anonymous quotes from people saying, you know, it does seem to me that this is WTA protest, WTO protest from 20 years ago, and another guy's, and, you know, to hard left anti trade thing. Nonsense, I put it to you. Absolute nonsense.
1: I look, I again, this is not about trade. This is not about trade. And to talk about it as a trade issue, I don't think is accurate uh, or correct. It is. Like this is a mixed agreement. That's the technical term. Mm. That's the term that the courts of justice, the European Union, used around the Singapore agreement. I, That's I, why we're
0: yeah. I, you recall my conversation with Kieran Cuff where we had that debate, and and he he accepted my point that it was that well, ultimately this is where it was. You know, this is this is the issue. Wikipedia will tell you ninety eight percent of CETA is applied. You know, Wikipedia will tell you that. So um, everybody else. So, yeah. So the framing is important. So it's not to be anti-trade, as you as you said. Do you, but the one other thing that I will say is that, it's, and I spoke to someone in Brazil yesterday, and you're talking about these trade. We know about Mercosur. We know, remember TTIP. We talk about all of these, these trade deals. In the midst of a climate crisis. Some of this just doesn't make sense in terms of um, emissions that are that are built into these policies. So that's the conversation that we should be moving towards, rather than than than. Well, I, I think I think Patrick, pa- pa- it's, it's, it's it's twenty degrees outside in Dublin on, in in mid-November. You know, yeah, it's terrifying.
1: It's it's quite simply terrifying. Um, but I think the, if you really want to look at it, just look at it in terms of climate. Look at the Energy Charter Treaty. Oh, I've written it I down. Yeah. Think- <laughs> which is thankfully seems to be starting to fall apart. But um, like Germany announced they're pulling out of it there yesterday as well. You know, um, like Holland was sued. The Netherlands was sued for billions because Mm -hmm. they tried to stop burning German coal and move to clean energy. Italy as well. Mm -hmm. You know, France is talking about coming out of it. Spain is coming out of it. There's a challenge before the European Court of Human Rights uh, about its compatibility with um, climate ambition and, you know, the right to a clean environment, the right to a future. Um, so, so yeah, the Energy Charter Treaty is falling apart. But equally, equally, the new Australian government in the, the, the Department of Foreign Affairs there have created a unit to remove Australia from whatever ICS they can, um, mm-hmm. investor courts they can.
0: The and they and, and 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 it's important to say that they they've had experiences where they've actually been successfully sued in Australia or uh, by these corporations. So like they've lost cases in these parallel court systems.
1: And if you look at the issue of say NAFTA, the replacement for NAFTA, mm-hmm. um, they removed the investor courts. So America, Canada, and Mexico, when they were renegotiating their trade agreement, removed the investor courts. So so we're at a kind we're kind of at a point where we've I in many ways internationally we've reached a high watermark for investor courts and they're starting to retreat. So the question would be why do we want to sign up now when 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 the move the, glo- the mood music globally is in the opposite direction?
0: And 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 um and again just to just to come in on that it's a lot of people are a lot of countries are unpicking these deals and they're saying well what's so we've 15 years left in this thing what's our cost now if we get out today and how do we unpick it now and yet we're so so we're all over a decade behind and we seem to want to go into that and it doesn't make sense
1: but bear in mind as well if we wanted to if we had signed up for a CETA if we signed up for CETA Mm -hmm. and we want to leave We are not a party to the agreement. It's the European Union. So we either need to convince the rest of the European Union to leave or we need to leave the European Union. You know, and even if we and I don't believe that leaving the European Union is a good idea. If we do convince the rest of the European Union to leave CETA, it would be 20 years. So yeah. like it's there's there's a level of permanence to this agreement that I think we need to con- consider
0: as well. I, I, I probably should have said the outset, folks, just so you know, CETA was agreed in 2008. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's it's it's, it's over a decade. And we as I, and I, as I keep stressing, it's been applied. It's the trade elements. They're already applied. This is just simply not simply. This is an important issue that we don't need to take on this additional risk that will become a problem for, for I think, will become a problem for workers' rights, for state rights, if we need to take drastic action, where we we probably bloody well do. I mean, I again, sorry for taking over, Patrick, but I sat on a Zoom call where the, t- the Taoiseach at the time, soon to be Taoiseach again in a few weeks, told the likes of Hibernia Reet and the rest of them, stick with us. That you know the, the returns are the returns are built in, and the question was put by Pat Leahy on another one about the returns out to twenty twenty out to twenty forty twenty fifty. So they, so they know that they're signing into these deals, and it's a twenty year deal. So we need to be very careful about if giving people saying, well, actually, that's not for the common good. That's not for the greater good. Society is suffering on on the back of this, and then they can say, yeah, well, you need to. You you've signed into this, and we have now this this parallel system that can actually punish people. And um, can I can I go political with you again? And you can you can try and dodge this as, as as much as you want. You're 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 you are on the naughty step, not because of this, because of a, a, a whole other a whole other case. Um, but but you're going to be coming back into the party in a couple of weeks. Do you, do you think that there is time? For a, a coalition now to try and cobble together the the changes that they want to get this done, or or do you think that you'll be back you'll be back at the table and it's it, it is a, a headache then for because it was yourself and Nessa within the party who said you wouldn't do it, and then you'll be back within the party and then they have to face another another issue. Bearing in mind that again, in the public domain, that people have that, that members of the coalition we're kind of denigrating towards both of you for, for, for take, for taking that stance.
1: I'm, I'm not really sure what the question there was. The question is, I think I, you're just encouraging me to talk. Yeah. Go on. What was the
0: question? The, there? The, no, the question is honestly, do you think they're going to try and uh, they're just going to play ahead and, and that the, in the broader coalition, they're going to go and actually try and get this done within, because, you know,
1: I, look, I think, I think, I think there is a desire to get this done, and that's been very clear in their public comments. I think getting it done from a purely technical perspective is going to be very hard. I like I haven't had a chance to fully digest all the judgments. Um but there 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 is there's a lot they're very, you know, there's a lot of dense technical legal questions. And while the, the cure for the constitutionality may be simple, appear simple, it, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of con- knock-on consequences and things like that. And, you know, it, the court wasn't unanimous in what would fix it. There's Char- Judge uh, Mr. Justice Charlton's dissent there as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that, I, quite simply, I think that while, yes, there is a desire to, to to continue the process, and there is a there is a pathway laid out by the court. That path is a very rocky, winding, twisting path, and I think it is going. I I I just feel that it will not be as easy as people first. I I, I would say, and, and so so I think while there is that desire, I think the best thing we can do is to take it slowly. And, 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 and think through these things very, very carefully. But really, while we are doing that, we should be using this time to think, do we really want to be involved in ICS? To, and now to, is the chance. Now is the chance to have the hearings about the benefits of an ICS that we didn't necessarily have when things were being rushed through before.
0: OK, two things on that. One, the coalition has to spend political capital on this, and I don't think they've got much in the bank at the moment. And the second thing is, if they're that sure that they can do it, go to the referendum. Go for a referendum.
1: Well, I think there's difference between being sure of winning a referendum and being sure of being able to amend legislation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, like this is this is the we we're we're very used to referendums in Ireland. We're we, we have a long history of them and we certainly put if you if you are so sure and particularly the Tonish just seems so sure, and he will be Taoiseach soon. So if he's so sure of it, off you go that's the challenge look i I won't delay i know um and thanks for your time again and thanks for taking the taking the challenge and i mean that sincerely it's it's something that we care deeply about if you remember we had um we had a an online rally during the pandemic and we had to bloody go from we had a maximum of like 400 people we could have on a zoom and we had to put put up to 800 you know because there was an interest in this. People give a shit, and Patrick, by by you stepping forward, um, you're the face of it. But like, I, I also want to thank the likes of Attractor, uh Yvrin for 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 being great. Alice Mary Higgins has been great on this. There's been a lot but of it, people. Yeah,
1: you, you, no, you're totally right because this is. I don't want to make this about me because, like, behind, with me, I couldn't have done this without my legal team. Let's be honest there as well. You know, I had an excellent legal team and I have to thank them. I couldn't have done it without support from others. I couldn't have done this without us in this country having a functioning, democratic, independent court system as well. So, you know, this is not about me. This was always about our constitutional architecture, to, to use the phrase of Mr. Justice Hogan. And, you know, I think that's de- the 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 courts are the real winner at the end of this.
0: Patrick Costell, thank you for your time. Thank you for for as I said, taking the challenge, and we look forward to seeing where this goes. It was a great. It's great to have some good news, and I've said that we get a lot of grim news. This was something, and it was unexpected. Maybe Patrick wasn't as as uh, pessimistic as I was, but I can I I can allow listeners know that when when we knew this judgment was coming earlier in the week, I wasn't exactly sort of uh, you know optimistic in my in my in my correspondence with you, Patrick. Was I? <laughs> I? Wasn't
1: no i i was keeping myself relatively stoic i was accepting the faith with my faith yeah yeah the, the fate of the argument was in the hands of others so i was i was reasonably stoic
0: about it but i i shouldn't have sang uh, that voice note with na 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 nah. it was mean of me it was mean of me listen folks, uh, we- that's that's your style isn't it <laughs> it is indeed Listen, folks we'll leave it there thanks um for oh if you're around next Friday, lads, I want to see everybody in Ballymun It's it's the well Wellfest, and we are on Friday night, uh, headlining in the Axis. So hoping to see lots of you there. Money, it's just like I think tickets are cheap as chips, so like fourteen quid, or but all the money's going back into the community fund. So uh, you know, come along, have a great night, and I'd love to see lots of uh, familiar faces. Thanks for listening, um, and we will talk to you all very very soon. Take care, bye bye.
1: Tony and Martin, Martin and Tony. It's the Echo Chamber Podcast. Subscribe now on Patreon.